Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jared Alberton with Big Tech Energy, and I got a really, really dope guest today. Uh, we talk about tech on this show. We talk about how to get funding. We talk about how to get to the bag. We're definitely going to be doing that on this episode, but we're also going to be talking about personal credit, business credit, creating generational wealth, and then how you can create that generational wealth by uh, utilizing AI and different platforms, things like that. So uh, I don't want to steal my, th- uh, my guest's thunder, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. All right, what's going on, guys? Listen, for those of you that are seeing me for the first time, my name is Doreen Delavante. I'm your favorite consumer law expert. I teach people how to repair, rebuild, restore their own credit, and I also teach credit repair business owners how to scale their business to making an extra six figures per year using four principles, lead generation, lead conversion, client ascension, and continuity. And this four principle is true regardless of any business model that you have. So for those of you that are not in the credit space, it's definitely a business model that you can use. Absolutely, man. So uh, first off, like when it comes to credit and how you became passionate about it, mm-hmm. like how'd you get a start in this space? And um, yeah, what makes you unique? So um, I'm from Jamaica. I'm not from here. So I came here in 2010 on a school work and travel visa. And um, when I moved here from Jamaica, I told my mom I'm not coming back and she like freaked out like do you don't have any family there what are you going to do come back home cuz I was going to go to med school come back home all these things and I'm like I'm taking a chance on me because I don't know what's going to happen yet but something's going to happen and it's just it's just that belief that I had in myself I was able to just leave my whole country came here but you see I got slapped in the face right as I did it because there's a thing here in America called credit that is unique to this country that is not unique to everywhere else. All right. So um, I started getting denied for everything, right? All I kept hearing was no, 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 bro, and oh. Like, which part you don't understand? The N or the O. <laughs> so, bro, no. And it was just a whole string of no's until I started paying attention to this credit thing. And I'm like, yo, you're really going to have to learn it because you can't get an apartment. I had to move into my friend's house to rent a room. Um, I got my first car, a 2007 Nissan Altima, with 75,000 miles on it at 18.90% interest rate. So, dude, I'm paying like 500 and change for this car note, used car. I couldn't even get it. I had to call a friend to be a co-signer. Mm. And a lot of times there's people that want to do good that decide, that, you know, I'm going to be a co-signer for somebody. See, I didn't know that because of my ignorance, I was putting my friend in a position that I would have never did if I comprehended what I was actually doing. Because as a co-signer, and some of y'all watching this right now might be co-signers. I want y'all to never co-sign again. Have them go fix their credit. You see... I was putting my friend in a position where if I stopped paying, he was on the hook for me. And I didn't know. I didn't know the things that I didn't know. And my friend was, he didn't say anything. He just came in, be a co-signer. I got the car. I was responsible, so I paid the car and stuff like that. But, dude, I was paying 18.9% interest rate on a used car with 75,000 miles. So with insurance being a new driver and um, the payments, I was paying like $800, $900 a month on a used car. 
So I learned early that, yo, bad credit is an expensive life. Mm. And a lot of people are not willing to spend the time to either learn how to repair their own credit or to find somebody that can fix their credit. It is exp- like bad credit is one of the most expensive thing next to being ignorant. Those two will cost you the most. The ignorance tax and bad credit it will cost you the most. So when, when, when I learned that, I, yo, you need to pay attention to this credit stuff, that's when no, I started doing research. And then fast forward a few years, um, I read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. and it changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. And then now I read Think and Grow Rich. And after that, now I deployed because I'm also in the military. I deployed to Kuwait and I decided that I'm going to work on me. So over the course of a year of being deployed, I read 140 books on credit, business, finances, taxes, anything that has to do with money, credit, business, I'm reading it. And and I came out now a year after. So now we went we deployed like the March of of um twenty twenty. We came back the November. And then I started my business in January of twenty twenty two. Yeah, Jan twenty one no, of 21, I'm sorry, January of 2021, and I've been studying the two years prior. So everything that I've studied over those two years, I started now implementing in my life, and that's when my whole life, my finances and financial freedom changed. Amazing, brother. So when it comes to the process of fixing your credit and all the things that you learned and you kind of digested and now you're implementing, what are the key things that people need to think about when it comes to getting from a bad credit to great credit? The first thing is to recognize that you have bad credit, to recognize that if you're being denied for everything, if you are paying high interest rates, anything over 6% is high. If you are paying these things, you need to say, hey, maybe there's something on my credit I need to go take a look at. So this is where you can go to annualcreditreport.com. It's free. It's a government website. Get your consumer reports, right? You can go to um, My Score IQ. You can go to um, Identity IQ. You can go to My FICO, and you can get these reports. So the first thing is to recognize that a change is needed, right? Go look at the consumer report and then review it. So now, when we talk about reviewing your consumer report, you want to look for inaccuracies like names, addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, things that don't belong to you. Like, for instance, there might be different spellings of your name, like Doreen Delevante, Doreen Q Delevante, Doreen Delevante Q. Like, there's different variations. You want to get those deleted. Those are inaccurate. Those are not you. And if I'm a lender and I see five to 10 names, five to 10 addresses, I'm not lending you anything. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live and you do not look credible. Mm -hmm. So just personal information alone, cleaning that up, it will like 90% of people will get approved just by cleaning personal information up. And then now we go further on there. Okay. Are there addresses on the consumer report that I have no idea where these addresses came from. Chances are, no, if you're seeing addresses and phone numbers you don't recognize, you could be a victim of identity theft. So now we need to look at the reports to see if there are accounts on there that you never opened. 
And sometimes when people have the same name, especially like a senior and a junior, like there's what is called a mixed file where your dad's information flow over into your report or your information flow over into your dad's report. So there's so many things. And it's through the, 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 the um, reviewing of the consumer report. Can a consumer now say, all right, these are all the negative items on here. It's time for me to highlight them, make a note. And then now I go into the um, the adding of the trade line. So when we're reviewing now, we're also disputing because now we're identifying incorrect information. We're reviewing them. We're identifying them. We're highlighting them. We're disputing them using the laws. And the words the laws use are accurate. Is the information accurate? Is the information complete? Is the information relevant? Is the information outdated? The consumer report according to 15 U.S.C. 1681, must be accurate. So if there's information under that is inaccurate, it must be deleted. This is law. So now, as we go into those accounts now, we start identifying which laws we're going to use because you will not use the same laws for the consumer reporting agencies with debt collectors because debt collectors operate under the FDCPA, which is the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. So for anyone listening right now or watching and you have collections, you know, you need to know what laws go with collections. If we're talking about items on your credit report or your consumer report, that's the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. We need to know which laws govern the reporting of information to your credit. So if we're talking about loans, mortgages, auto loans, stuff like that, we know that is truth in lending. So there's different laws for different things. So we just need to identify what is on our report so we can come up now with a strategy to get those inaccurate accounts deleted. And then once you do that, what we go into now is adding positive trade lines because there's negative trade lines and there's positive trade lines. So now we can add secured credit cards. We can have some secured loans going. We could take over leases like on swap a lease where you can take over an exist pre-existing lease. Um, you open um, a few um, pledge loans from like Navy Federal or your credit union. So when we add these positive trade lines and credit cards, what we're doing now is we're adding volume. Positive information, higher score. Negative information, lower score. Like, it's simple. But people, uh, they've made it so complicated where we think repairing our own credit is beyond our expertise. It is not. Everybody can repair their own credit. I know that was a lot for a lot of you, but just go back over this part. I'm telling you, it is so super easy. Yeah, nah, man, that was a masterclass in the span of like a couple minutes. That's amazing. Um, so when it comes to people, like you said, they feel like disempowered about fixing their credit. Mm-hmm. How do you make people feel empowered through your services and what you do? Because what I teach is consumer laws. I show them federal laws, not laws the rain made up. Federal laws that are put in place by Congress that that aids them in the repair, the rebuilding, and restoring of their own credit. Gotcha. Who's going to argue with the laws? Yeah. So I'm using facts. I'm giving them resources and I'm giving them the source that I got the information from so they can go read it for themselves and be empowered. 
That's dope, man. And do you work like one-on-one coaching courses? I do coaching one to many. Because you see, so the reason why one-on-one don't really work for me, if I'm going to spend an hour right now and give just you this information, well, look at it this way. I'm giving you this information, but we can have 2 million people watching. So for me, getting as much people, this information works better than doing an isolated one-on-one. For me, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm not saying that I won't do a one-on-one, but for me, for someone to get me to do a one-on-one, it's like $10,000 an hour. Like, right. I don't like it, but if you're going to make me do it, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Correct. Yeah. So I'm not doing something that I don't like, and you benefit from the information I'm going to give you. When you could just go to my YouTube channel, go to your YouTube channel, find us on social media, and get the game. Absolutely. But, you know, some people like exclusivity. Exclusivity has its price. No, that's for real. That's for real. So, like, when it comes to personal credit, mm-hmm. that master class, you do all those things, you get your personal credit popping. Mm-hmm. How do you advise a lot of these entrepreneurs, startup founders that need seed funding and they need to get $50,000, $100,000 and you know, they're thinking they got to go to VCs, they got to go to angels, and they got to give up equity uh, when they could actually set up their business credit and get a big loan and then put it to themselves. Like, how do you advise business owners to do that? So the first thing they want to do is fix their personal credit, right? Because when you fix your personal credit, the cool thing about an LLC, an LLC is also a person that you can duplicate with your own personal credit. So let's say now you have fixed your credit, right? And you got your LLCs, got your EIN, got everything set up, right? Now, through your personal credit, because you have no business credit yet, you're going to get a few credit cards, right? So you run a few sequences, get your credit cards, your business credit cards, because we know business credit card don't report to personal unless you default or unless you personally guarantor that business credit card, right? So we talk about getting um you some credit cards, getting some business lines of credit, go into known documentation banks, and also get in lines of credit from them. Because known documents mean you don't have to prove or provide your financials. Based on what you're applying for, you can get up to a certain amount with known documentation, mm. right? Off the strength of your personal, right? So now you run a sequence, you have 50, like it's like Navy Federal gives away like 25,000, right? All you got to do to learn how to liquidate a credit card from Navy Federal is, I'm about to give you all this game right now. So you know how you pay a credit card from your checking account? You can reverse that. You can use the credit card to make deposits in your checking account. Wait a second. Okay. So I got a $25,000 credit card with Navy Federal, right? Yeah. I can pay from my check-in because when you go there, it says from what account to what account, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So if I want to liquidate a credit card, I go from my visa ending in what, what, what to my check-in ending in what, 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 the amount of $20,000 transfer. That's simple. Navy- like it is not complicated. <laughs> Damn. So is Navy Federal the only No, you can do it with you can do it with other one as long as you have an account with them, maybe a check-in or a savings, but they have a credit card too, because it all comes up in the same portal. Got it. And what do you have to do to qualify for that credit card? 
Well, for a business credit card, they're going to need your documents like your um, your articles of organizations, your EIN, like stuff like that. Just basic stuff that you can do yourself. Mm-hmm. You go get it. You run a play. You go get some of these business credit cards. There's so many ways you can liquidate a credit card. Let's say now you set up two LLCs, right? And you one LLC, um, you have a merchant account on one and a different merchant account. So you have two merchant accounts. You just invoice your LLCs. So you got a business credit card. You invoice this one. Let's say you have a $50,000 credit card. You you invoice this one for services. So if you're a software company, you have one company that, let's say it's a research company. The other one's a development company. Well, development company can invoice the research company for research that it did to provide it for the development company. So if I got a $50,000 credit card, I'm invoice it for 40 grand boom you just take this so you got it right in your checking account pay yourself you pay yourself Mm. but now you turn credit into cash so now if you need to go do stuff go get vas go get developers you have liquid cash that you can pay them man that's a gem right there that's a gem it's like it see it all started from personal credit yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay Man, all right, all right. Well, when it comes to like um, some of your favorite success stories you've seen, whether it's yourself or other people that you've worked with, what are some of your favorite success stories in terms of before state and then after state once they clean up their credit and they implement the things you talk about? Man, I'd, I'll use me, bro, because before that I was taking the Matrix spell. I was, I was, um, I was sold on the forty hours a week for forty years. On 40% retirement, not accounting for inflation. I was in the 40-40 club, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and I had to learn real quick the math ain't mathing. You see, when I deployed for that whole year, I made like eighty-five dollars or $90,000, right? I started my business, invested in myself, got mentors. My first month, I made 97000 the math wasn't mathing. Now I do a hundred thousand dollar months. I've even done hundred thousand dollar days. Damn. Well, a hundred and eight to be exact. But you get what I'm saying. Like right. the greatest investment I ever made was investing in me and believing in me. You are your greatest asset. The only thing is, I don't know why people don't believe that they are their greatest investment. It's one of the biggest things. When people realize how much of an asset they are. And all they got to do is invest in themselves. Total game changer. No, 100%. I mean, uh, when it comes to your mindset, so this show is called Big Tech Energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, it's a play on words. Mm -hmm. But it's also more so just about the energy it takes to be super successful as an entrepreneur, as a six, seven figure, eight figure employee, whatever the case is, whatever you're passionate about, your purpose is being able to execute it. There's a mindset to it. Mm -hmm. So you talked about, people's mindsets kind of holding them back a little bit mm-hmm. throughout this conversation. What was it that you read or, you know, credit to your mindset? And what are some of the key things that you live by that has made you so successful? Cause I think that's as important as knowing how to do the credit mm-hmm. and how to, you know, execute in tech or in finance mm-hmm. is like the mindset of belief, abundance, whatever the case is when it comes to success. Like, what do you think are some of the keys? Great question. So, <clears throat> When it comes to me, the first thing that I had to do was get out my own way. Mm. 
Mm. I was angry back in 2019 because um, I was applying for a city job, right? So in the military, I'm certified. It's called a Seaburn Specialist, 74 Delta, right? Which is chemical, biological, nuclear, radiological specialist. So what that translates to in the civilian world is hazmat operations. So I was getting a job with the city on the EPA, and and um, when... I put in my two weeks notice to go get that job. They told me that the position is no longer available. Mind you, I started training my replacement. So now I lost that job. I didn't have a city job. So I now was without a job. And um, I was so angry and I was in the barbershop and I heard one of my barbers saying that he just got this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad um, for his niece. And me, I've just been angry and ignorant. I was like, what kind of dumbass book is that? Rich Dad Poor Dad. But I have a curious mind. So on my way home, I went to YouTube, shout out to YouTube. And I said, "Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad audiobook. Dude, I loved it. So I listened to the book twice that night. And mind you, the book is six hours. I listened to it twice. Then I bought the physical book and I read it six times. Rich Dad Poor Dad was the first book I ever read from front to back. So that started a shift in my mind. And then I got introduced to Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. It was a wrap. So the first thing that happened was my mindset had to change. And then I started believing that I can do all things because I can. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The things we speak into our lives, they become real. So when I comprehended those words, it birthed a different person. And my confidence went up, my self-esteem went up, and there was no one who could tell me what I can and cannot do. What were the biggest things you took from Think and Grow Rich? Just curious. Words and having a definiteness of purpose. And the things that we give energy to, they manifest in our lives. So if garbage goes into your mind, garbage is coming out. People expect to reap things to which they never planted the seed for. It doesn't work that way. You will not plant corn and get a peach tree. It doesn't work. You plant corn, you get corn. You plant peaches, you get peaches. But at the same time, if that field isn't... See, weeds need no encouragement to grow. They just pop up anywhere. And your mind is like a garden. The, The words that you use and the things that you consume are the seeds that you feed into your mind. You are what you consume. So I started consuming books. I consumed Napoleon book after book after book after book. And when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will also change. That started happening to me. I started seeing things differently. I started hearing things differently. And when I got from rich dad, poor dad is rule number one, the rich don't work for money. They have money work for them. Game changer. See, poor people pay for things with their life. Rich people pay for things with their creativity. So let me explain that. You work $100,000 a year, right? Half of that year you work for free because that 40% went to taxes. So you didn't win a whole four, four, five months for free labor. 
right? So now you're left with 60%. Now, mind you, you still have to pay taxes again on everything that you're going to buy after you already paid that tax. So now it's, you're going to have probably about 45% or 50% left when you calculate all the taxes you're going to pay. So now if you go to buy a car, so let's say you go to buy a car and the car is 50000 right? Um, to a poor person, that's a half a year's worth of work to buy this one car. Well, on the flip side, the rich don't work for money. They have money work for them. All the rich person got to do is think of a way to serve some people. Think of a, just think, think of a way, create a product, serve some people, get that 50,000 to buy the car. See, the rich person now isn't short of creativity than he was 10 minutes ago. But you see a poor person because time is money. That's what they think. And you are clocked in on an hourly on an hourly salary, whether you're fifteen dollars an hour, you're twenty-five dollars, whatever it is, you are calculating. I just spend half of the year buying this car. So the mindsets between the two are completely different. And then when I realized that we are only bound by the limits of the way we think, that was a game changer. Uh, membership in Black and HR means community and being a part of a culture of like-minded individuals. Um, you have a culture within a culture, especially in the Black community, and Black and HR is that professional culture. We have fun, we laugh and joke about things that are related to us in the workplace, but we also have serious aspects as well where we help each other grow. Um, and it's just one of those places where I can go to any time of the day, pose a question, and I'm gonna get all type of answers, but I'm gonna get support. Um, and we all work together to give advice, to give insight, um, to share tips. Um, the networking is amazing. The people that I've spoken to have allowed me to learn things about myself that I didn't know. Um, so what does that do? When I go to my next interview, I have that confidence uh, when I walk in to be able to explain and, and speak on what I've done in the past and, and prove that I am the person for the job. So I'm selfishly going to ask this when it comes to making money in your sleep, making the money work for you. What are some of your favorite tactic strategies to get that type of uh, money in your sleep? Um, create stuff that can help people. So I create a lot of eBooks videos um, about credit, consumer law finances. Um, I have letter templates and when I'm sleeping, they are working. Right. So they're on they're doing their own thing. I made them one time. I send them out in the universe. They're paying me forever. So when I comprehended that everything I need was already in here. But you see, I wasn't the person that could bring it. Up. I had to become that person. And I became that person that can bring out what God put inside of me to share it with the world. And when you share your gifts, your gifts multiply. thousand percent. Mm -hmm. I love that. So many gems being dropped. So we talked a little about the software developers and the researchers. So mm -hmm. I want to give some gems for the, you know, tech folks that are listening to this. Mm -hmm. So you currently are building out or you have built out an artificial intelligence platform, mm -hmm. you know, talk about the process of, you know, one, how credit helps set that up. And then two, um, what you're looking to do with that AI at, in terms of solving a certain problem. 
So, very good question. Yo, I'm about to tell y'all something that nobody knows, man. So, I'm building out a software right now, AI-powered, where it's an interactive consumer law software, right? So, basically, what the software will be doing is um, the letters that I've made, it will be able to take the letters. You can um, click Experian Equifax TransUnion. It can give you the letters. And let's say now that um, a rebuttal comes in from like one of these companies, you're able to reinsert that letter inside the software and ask the software now to give you a part two or a part three letter based on the previous dispute using a particular um, law, like game changer. So right now we have that in the pipeline. I don't want to say too much about it, but you know, it's in the pipeline right now being built. But what this can do is a consumer at home, All you need to do is just watch a few videos and go help yourself. Go help your family. Go help your mom, your brother, your sister, your uncle. Go help grandma. Because now when we start moving as a unit, see, in Planet of the Apes, they, you know, Caesar said, you know, apes together strong. There is power in numbers, right? So if there's a family of 10, and one person, only one person knows how to repair credit and they fix everybody's credit in the family. Everybody got their LLCs and all 10 people got a round of funding of, let's say, fifty dollars to $100,000. That's easy to get. Now combine that family has a, a total credit line of a million dollars in credit. They know how to turn credit to cash. They know how to liquidate these credit cards. Why do we need VCs or any of these people that we're giving equity to? We have the ability to do things ourselves, but because we think that we need somebody else's approval, well, we suffocate our own greatness because we're waiting for the approval of of other people. And in doing that, we shun our own greatness. 100%. And even VCs and angels will say, like, if you can avoid, you know, getting, giving, asking for money from a VC or angel, then do that. Because you want to hold on to your equity and you also want to get the product, you want to get the company far enough along, especially if you can get revenue in. Mm-hmm. That's where you have leverage. That's where the you know VCs can give you a lot of money for mm-hmm. very little equity given up versus the you know other way where it's like risky and they need a lot of equity for a little bit of money. And also it depends on how aggressive the business owner wants to be yeah. in terms of expanding. So I think there's many different reasons why people need like, these extra funds but you can fund yourself up to a million dollars in credit without no vc all with business credit or between business and personal credit so up to a like that's a lot of capital for any business to start you can put systems in place people in place you should hire some vas so i i think the more the more people want to create jobs for themselves and not learn how to be an effective CEO. Mm-hmm. So because they're wearing all the hats, it's a lot. Dude, without my team, I would not be where I am right now. See, I can be doing this interview with you because my team is running the business. I'm not sending out the emails. I'm not making the social media posts. I'm not doing all of that stuff because I have a team that I trust that is holding it down while I go do what CEOs do, network, lead generation, bringing more people into the pipeline. But when you are wearing all the hats, 
as a CEO, where are your leads or your clients going to find you if you're never putting yourself out there for people to find you? You're not making yourself findable. Yeah. People are searching, but you're not findable. Man, there's so many different questions I want to ask based on what you said. Um, I'm going to start with the million dollars because I know the business owners are probably salivating. They're like, oh, you can get a million dollars relatively easy or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. You know, break down for a startup founder. What is the path to getting a million dollars of financing funding from a bank? All right. So when it comes to the business credit part of it, no, I don't do that. I have friends and partners that does the business. See, I want to be an expert at what I know. And what I know is how to delete anything from the credit. So let's say if whoever is watching now got any collections, late payments, bankruptcy, whatever they have on their credit that needs to get deleted, I'm that guy. But if they need that funding, I got the plug because... You surround yourself with people that's on the same mission as you. Yeah. So a couple of my friends, um, they've gotten, like, if I combine all my friends that does business funding, together they've done probably over $50 million worth of business funding. Like, the way I know my stuff for consumer law, they know their stuff for business credit. Yep. And you can't know everything. You ha- That's why strategic partnership is important. See, I'm not going to be the best at consumer law and business credit. I'm going to be the best at consumer law. My friend's going to study business credit because guess what? When we building out the Justice League, everybody needs a skill. Yep. We need to be able to add value. So now I can focus on what I focus on and be great at it. You do that. We come together now as a collective. Each one has a purpose. Now, I love that because if you can get really deep on one thing, you're going to be crushing it and you're going to be the expert. You're always going to be on top of it. If mm-hmm. you try to do too many things, you're going to be spread thin and it's somebody like else is going to be deeper than you. left and right at the same time. You can't look left and right at the same time. Now we have the vision. Now you're only giving this a little bit of your energy. You're giving this over here just a little bit of your energy. Well, when do we get committed to the one thing so we can grow that thing to its full potential? You can't. If you're looking left and right at the same time, every time, yep, you spread yourself out thin. Yep. So you're ultra focused on that first step, mm-hmm. which is the most critical step, personal credit. Mm-hmm. And then once you got the personal credit, business credit. You graduate known to business yeah, credit. Yeah, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is like the, the, the potential we have, it's so great. But people put themselves in the boxes because other people that didn't recognize their value put boxes around them so they've only learned to live in the boxes that were provided let me give you an example i saw an experiment with some fleas right fleas can jump really high so they put some fleas in a mason jar right and the fleas they were jumping out now they put a cover on the mason jar and they left it for a few days what they noticed was the fleas now were jumping high enough barely to touch the mason jars but they would go back down so when those fleas reproduced the 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 baby fleas now their limit was set by that ceiling so after a few days when they removed the cover none of them jumped out right what changed see before, they could hop out no problem because they knew no limit. But then a barrier was put on them. And even though the barrier was moved, they have now been conditioned 
that there's a barrier and they can only jump so high. Sometimes we have to take a step back and remove the programming from the miseducational, misdirectional system and recognize that we are gods. We have no limit. We were created in the likeness and image of a creator. You have creativity in you. You are your own limitation. So when we remove those barriers, man, there's just so much you can do. Yeah. And do you think the system is set up to confuse the consumer? Of course. Talk a little bit about that. Of course. The system thrives off of bad credit. All right, look at it this way. When a person gets denied, right, that has bad credit, the next thing they do is apply to five more banks. Every time a consumer report is pulled, the consumer reporting agencies get paid. Mm. So now we're talking about banks. You have good credit, you're getting 2%, 3% interest rate. You have bad credit, you're getting 18 26% interest rate. Who do you think? And the money is insured. So look at it this way. A person with good credit is going to pay off everything back, right? Unless life happens and they decide not to do it anymore. Right. A person with bad credit, all right, chances are they're going to default probably after two years. So we're going to have insurance on this money, but we're still going to charge 20%, 25% interest rate. So now they've already paid it off because they've been paying interest. But now they defaulted. They got that insurance money and now they just sold it to a debt collector. How much? How many times they got paid? A lot. <laughs> yeah. So the system, the banks run the world. They're not incentivized for you to have good credit. Why? When we can make so much more money with people that have bad credit, they're not incentivized to teach us. Yeah. Why would they? Yeah. I, I'm sure the banks are going to be really worried when your AI comes out. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So You're about to transform the game. That's, and that's what I love about it is you're making people self-sufficient with their consumer law, et cetera, because you're taking maybe some of the onus out of them to know it in super detail. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, that you should know it. You should educate yourself. But, like, the AI is going to guardrail you to make sure that you are going to be successful at all those executions. Well, when you give a man a fish, he eats for the day. Yeah. But when you teach a man how to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. I don't like giving people fishes. I like teaching you how to fish so that when I see you later on, you're like, yo, that play worked. Yeah. I'm, I'm self-sufficient. So when it came to setting up the AI, like, were you familiar with AI before you decided nope. to launch this? How were so, you able to get this so off the So now... Being able to make six and seven figures now, I am able to hire staff, right? So one of my um, my my executives, um, shout out to a beer, um, she's a software engineer. I was blessed. I was lucky to get her. And um, she knows how to build software. So she's able to take my ideas. I'll have a meeting with her and I'll tell her exactly what I want. And she takes what I want and make it. She just does her thing. I give her the vision, and she's able to take the vision, put her codes in, write the codes, and give me exactly what I want. So I was, I was thinking about how can I help people on a larger scale, and the idea came. We had a sit-down. She understands the assignment now. She's put it in the frameworks, getting the developers and the people that she needs a part of her team to make this dream a reality. It's amazing, man. It's all self-funded? Hmm? It's all self-funded? By me. 
uh, man, hundred percent equity, or yep. you give out equity to your team, or something like that. So there's so like remember, they're on my team's on payroll. Mm-hmm. They're already getting paid, right? So if they're already getting paid, and I need a software built, I'm paying you to build a software, right, right, right. So I don't, I, I'm not at a disadvantage now, where I have to go find somebody to invest in me because I was lucky enough to recognize um, talent at an early point and put these people in places. So now when I need stuff made, I already have my internal team in place. Now it's super huge because if you're reliant on outsourcing all the time, mm-hmm. they will, you know, run you dry. Yep. Basically. So now it's super smart. Um, all right. Dope, dope, dope. So what have you not talked about so far that you really think the people need to know? Um, the people need to know that they have the ability to control whatever gets reported on their credit. People need to comprehend that late payments are illegal. People need to comprehend that they don't have to pay collections. People need to comprehend that the reporting of a bankruptcy, is it really bankruptcy or identity theft? People need to know that anything that gets reported on their credit they need to give permission for these things to be reported. So when these banks and these corporations tell you that, oh, we have a right to report it, that's a lie. There is no law that says you have to report anything. The law doesn't say that. The law says that the consumer have the right to opt out of that information if they don't want it reported. The consumer has the right To privacy, the consumer has the right. To confidentiality, the consumer has the right. So in those cases where a lot of us are ignorant to that information, um, but now we're enlightened, right? We know we have the right. How do we fight against the companies that are trying to, you know? By becoming the educated consumer. And this is where I tell people, like, you can go find the information on your own, spend the three, four years researching like I did, or you come and learn it. There's a cost for admission, but what's an investment in yourself that's going to change your whole future? See, a lot of people, like, people are saying, oh, you know, you do this and you're getting scammed. Well, listen, if you are grown and broke, I'm too late to scam you. You've already been scammed. Like, you go to school and you pay fifty dollars to $100,000 for a degree that you're going to make $40,000 from. When will you ever pay this loan off? Yeah, till the day you die. So someone is giving you actionable steps that you can take to change your whole life. And because you don't want to pay for it, it's a scam. No, you got your priorities messed up. It's not, it's not a place for you. Yeah. So you'll have people like that and people saying, oh, I don't have the money. Well, your credit is not important for you to figure it out. Oh, I got to speak to my spouse. If you got to speak to someone about changing your life and the future where your life is going, I think you, you're worried about the wrong thing. Yeah, it's a scarcity mindset. Abundance. We have abundance. We were made by a creator that says, ask and it shall be given to you. That's abundance. So where did this scarcity come about? Well, it's the miseducation, misdirectional system. Yeah. See, if we, if, we, if we control the world's finances, they don't care who runs these countries. Information, input, what you put in is what you get out. So if we control what they're seeing, what they're hearing, 
how they live their lives from day to day. We basically control what they can and cannot do. Information. Yeah. So if people want to tap into your information, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, very good question. So on Instagram, they can find me at DeRainDelevante.com. That's D-A-R-A-I-N-E-D-E-L-E-V-A-N-T-E. Just type that in, all my social media will pop up. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything will pop up. They can find me there. And for everybody that stayed to the end of this episode, I got something special for y'all. So what I'm going to do is... All they got to do is text the word credit, right? They got to text the word credit to 917-993-5238. And I got two ebooks and a course that they can use right now to start taking actionable steps. So that's credit, text the word credit to 917-913. I just messed it up. 917-993-5238. And like, with the way information is now, for someone to say, I don't know, it's not an excuse anymore. Yeah. And when people pay, they pay attention. So my course for 30 days is um, $1,497, $1,497. And my ebooks together are 300 And I'm giving it to your audience for $47. If they are unwilling to invest $47 in their own education, you deserve to have bad credit. Yeah. Yeah, nah, man. First off, I appreciate you giving that offer to the folks that are listening. Um, and I appreciate what you're doing, brother. Like, generational wealth is so important for our mm-hmm. community. That's why mm-hmm. I do this show. That's why mm-hmm. I highlight people like yourself. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, I might be good at, you know, helping people get tech jobs and, you know, finding funding from VCs and angels. But I'd rather them be self-sufficient, fix their personal credit use business credit mm-hmm. and then invest in the developers, develop, invest in VAs, invest in um, a team and build it out themselves. Correct. Yeah. Like we have to draw the line in the sand. Are we going to keep letting other people have control over what we can and cannot do? Or are we going to be the CEOs of our last name and step up to the plate? It's a personal decision. Yeah. Many were called, but few are chosen. It's not for everybody. And I get it. But guess what? You will succeed as long as you believe in yourself and you invest in yourself. The problem is people want other people to blame when stuff don't go right. Hold yourself accountable. Put the investment in developing yourself. Develop your team. Become an astounding leader. It will be so much easier. Yeah, I think that's the perfect place to end it, man. So at the end of the day, uh, make sure you tap in, invest in yourself. What do you say, $47? $47. Man, if you don't spend $47 with this man, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Keep keep having your bad credit. That's it. <laughs> like, if you are unwilling to use $47 to change your life, keep bad credit. It's okay. There's there's what 340 million people out there go join everybody else it's cool yeah the people in the 700 and 800 club will just stay up here and do what we do and run the plays we play but if you are unwilling to invest in your own self for 40 for only 47 dollars by texting credit to 917-993-5238 you deserve to have bad credit i just my that's my part yeah, so I recommend you don't have bad credit. <laughs> Go I ahead and invest. Eight hundred credit score three times in one year. Damn, I can clean a whole credit report. Yeah, 
good credit or bad credit doesn't exist for me because I know how to change the information. Yeah. So whether I'm running a few plays, missed a few payments or whatever, I know how to get them deleted. So for me, those things are irrelevant because of the power I possess now, knowing consumer law. It's a whole different game now. Yeah. Well, I mean, even though you're a guest on my show, I'm going to throw you the 47. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, I first, like, I respect people's craft and you should pay for it. I, I the, appreciate it. The fact that you're giving this away for $47 is a blessing. And it's a no-brainer for me. And hopefully it's a no-brainer for everybody well, else. I hope so, too. But you have those people. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you for being on the show, brother. Of course, man. Yeah, of man. Course. This is going to be a dope episode, so I appreciate it. And I also want to thank everybody that's listening, everybody that's watching on YouTube and all the different platforms. Uh, and if you want to tap in with me on other social media, you can tap in with me at direct.me forward slash big tech energy. And you connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. And make sure to subscribe, download, and share this episode. Absolutely. Uh, share this episode with everybody you know that has bad credit, everybody that's asking you for money tell them to spend 47 dollars <laughs> tell them to spend 47 dollars or if you want to be nice and gift them 47 dollars and say true. hey man instead of you asking me for 50 dollars i'm gonna give you this and you can change your life that part. and then eventually he'll have the ai out and that'll also support you that part um so yeah make sure you tap in with this man and uh, let's keep this generational wealth and let's get this bag let's so uh, for the next time this is big tech energy podcast we are out Uh, membership in Black and HR means community and being a part of a culture of like-minded individuals. Um, you have a culture within a culture, especially in the Black community, and Black and HR is that professional culture. We have fun, we laugh and joke about things that are related to us in the workplace, but we also have serious aspects as well where we help each other grow. Um, and it's just one of those places where I can go to any time of the day, pose a question, and I'm gonna get all type of answers, but I'm gonna get support. Um, and we all work together to give advice, to give insight, um, to share tips. Um, the networking is amazing. The people that I've spoken to have allowed me to learn things about myself that I didn't know. Um, so what does that do? When I go to my next interview, I have that confidence uh, when I walk in to be able to explain and, and speak on what I've done in the past and, and prove that I am the person for the job.